Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. From the Xfinity Studios at WVON, it's America's Heroes Group, hosted by Cliff Kelly, with co-host Dr. Damon Arnold and National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne on the Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. This time our roundtable, we are globally connected. Military Family Matters with partner family caregiver, Keisha L. Jackson. Happy New Year, America. Saturday, January 7th, 2023. January is Cervical Cancer Awareness and National Blood Donor Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And Ms. Keisha L. Jackson, U.S. U.S. Air Force veteran and family caregiver, how are you doing? Sean, I'm well. Can you hear me? Doing, I can hear you, yes. Oh, good. I heard a click, and I didn't know if that was me being disconnected. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah. So you brought us a panelist. Miss Loretta Woodard Venny is an aspiring speaker and author of Being My Mom's Mom. And we're going to talk about Lego theme events for caregivers. I really like this idea a lot because <laughs> I loved Legos yeah. growing up as a kid, and I liked lock blocks. People don't know about the lock blocks. But the, uh... Sean, even before uh, Loretta begins, let me kind of jump in because if once she gets going, she is truly an energizer bunny, and I, t- I say that all the time, and it's definitely <laughs> affectionate. Um, I don't want to really interrupt the conversation. But Loretta was someone that I had on the show probably about, like, almost two years ago, and we didn't even get a chance to go into the Lego themed events because of so many uh, other uh, topics. But I got a, I had the pleasure, the blessing, really honesty, the honor to meet her a few years ago, probably about maybe a, now, I guess it's been almost like seven years ago. And uh, she is someone, when I say about that analogy, where I like to say where you sometimes people say take lemons and you, you make lemonade out of lemons. Mm-hmm. Well, but I like to say if you don't have sugar, you take what you have and you work with it. Mm-hmm. And so Loretta is one of those individuals who, and you'll hear that, you know, about what her mom and, and the Legos and the different things that she's done. But her passion, again, her dedication for what she's doing is amazing. She's also one of the ones when I talked about on the show a couple times when um, Loretta didn't take the uh, sign up for uh, any local financial assistance. And when she found out that her mother had early dementia and it was like uh, when she decided to do it like three years later, she was like number 23,000 on the list. And it took another eight years for her to reach the top of the list. So Mm -hmm. although that's not the topic for today. I just wanted to kind of come back and talk about who this amazing person is that um, that's on the show today. Yes. How are you doing, Miss Loretta? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty well. Um, one thing I, I want, yeah, I do want to touch on that because of the fact that, you know, it kind of, it lends to the, the passion you have and, and why people do what they yeah. do because the, 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 the life or the, or the, task you've taken up or the mission you've taken up is not an easy one uh, it's an uphill battle oftentimes and oftentimes underappreciated or not even recognized so i want to make sure right. you get that um today i want to make sure that you know we understand so you you have because of your your, your experience when your mom was diagnosed with dementia 
that kind of started you on a journey. So tell us what you what you did, um, and then also, then we can get into like what what's that manifested into today. That was when she was diagnosed. It was 2006. That sounds like such a long time ago now. And, uh, wow, 16 years of our journey. What do, you have some, do you have us on speakerphone by chance? Uh, no. You, when you hit them, so. A little bit clearer. Do I need to change uh, it? A little bit. Yeah, it's because you're a little bit muddy mm-hmm. just a little bit to so get a little bit clearer. Is that any better? Yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah. Is that any better? Yeah, much better. Okay, all right, talk about that. Yeah, so, start, so back in 2006, so, mom was diagnosed with dementia. Yeah, she was, and, you know, we were just so shocked by it. She was the first person in our family to be diagnosed. I'm a well-prepared person, but that was not in, you know, I didn't see that in our future. So we hadn't talked about, you know, where she wanted to live and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, just uh, unfolded. We just flew by the seat of our pants. And, you know, when she ran out of money, that was, you know, quite the thing. That's how I ended up writing my first book, Being My Mom's Mom, mm. to pay for care. So, mm. <laughs> so wow. every speech I gave, every every book I sold, it was all about that. And people felt so hard for me sometimes, you know, the book was twelve ninety five. People would give me a place to keep the change, girl. Wow. <laughs> I was pretty honest about you know, that's what I was doing with the money. I mean, I was not shy about saying, well, we were unprepared. And so that's really why I started speaking. Please don't be unprepared. Like, have these family discussions. Mama, where do you want to live when you can't live by yourself anymore? Yep. Because, yeah. you know, some of the siblings wanted Mama to live one place and the other siblings wanted to live somewhere else. So it could be all this decision. So we before you're breaking up comes a little bit. to while the person can still Loretta, Loretta, you're starting to break up. Yeah. You're starting to break up a little bit. So the audio is a little clearer, but you're breaking up. Are you buy okay. like you're in a bad spot, maybe. I don't think so. This is where I usually right, talk there, from. Now, I'm now so you sound good. You sound good right there. Okay. Yeah. So you. I'll wrote, try not to move then. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so when you start, when you started, when you wrote the book, you said, "Okay, that we're going to do this um, to get money for." your mom and for your mother's care, you made it known that was the reason why you were writing this book or you wrote the book. Right. You know, was that the right. first time you ever had thought about writing a book? It was that a, a book was not in my future. I didn't think never really crossed my mind. How it came so easily was I wrote down everything. Dr. Breaking. Said, Breaking up so I had done all that. Stuff. So you wrote down everything the doctor said? Know. Right. Okay. And then what did right. you, um, so was the, what was the book about in a, in a nutshell? Did it kind of give advice about how to uh, prepare financially for, uh, for caregiving? It wasn't just financial. It was just for the whole caregiving thing in general. I talked about preparation and patience and, you know, having hope even on the darkest days, things like that. Mm-hmm. That was primarily what it was about. But having these family discussions you know, knowing, you know, where to look it, when it got to be time that they couldn't live alone, that kind of thing. Wow. And then you wrote um, uh, Refreshments for the Caregiver Spirit. Yeah. And then so how did that come about? When, what was that? <laughs> that was just, um, it's a visual, you know, book. It's just a series of pictures that my husband and I had taken uh, sort of around the world. And I added motivational sayings to each of the pictures to help inspire caregivers on their really bad days. 
Wow. And so the title, Refreshment for the Caregiver Spirit, really came from my mother because no matter where I took her, wherever we would go, she would say, where are the refreshments? I'm like, oh, Lord, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> so it was all about the refreshment for her. So I just thought that was such a great title, and people love, you know, that book and just seeing all the different places that, you know, these mountains in Switzerland, and, and it was really about, you know, the mountains are beautiful, but you know, these mountainous obstacles in our lives while we're caregiving can be, you know, overwhelming. So we have to have our village. And it was a, it was a Swiss village in the midst of all these mountains. And the village was all each other had. And it was about knowing your village. Wow. Who, you know, who are you going to call when you feel overwhelmed? So wow. each of the pictures had uh, some sort of motivational saying um, that I hope was helpful. And your, and your work has been featured and talked about in the Wall Street Journal, Psychology Today, The right. Washington Post, The New York Times, ARP yep. Caregiver Stories, a PBS special, as well as a, yep. a Robin Roberts Thriver uh, Thursday series, uh, which was yeah. on Good Morning America. So all this, this it was. These two, you gained a lot of traction, and this was, because this topic, when you think about it, because um, I often try to encourage people to have these conversations with their families. But the thing is, yeah. it's, that's not, it's, not, it's not an easy thing to get um, to motivate people to do. But if you, if you make it more aware through the arts, I think, through writing and, and storytelling, I think that yeah. makes it more, it gets it in the mindset and kind of puts it on the radar for a lot of people. And then you wrote it a, does. Yeah. It, you wrote it book really called, does. Yeah. So you wrote Colors Flowing From My Mind. That was the last book you wrote? Yeah. It's a coloring book that my mom and I did together, and it came out on her 90th birthday. Wow. I know, right? And, you know, she had just gotten, it's about finding solutions along the entire journey. So she always loved to color in addition to all the Lego play we did. So coloring was, was also one of her favorites. But it got to the point where she couldn't stay in the lines. You know, the, it was, you know, she didn't have the dexterity to, you know, do the little thing. So I just used Microsoft Word, geometric shapes, and put them in all kinds of patterns. And she, I did like 60-some, and she picked out the... 40 or 50 or whatever in the book. And so I put her picture on the back because we had done it together, right? And we're sitting outside in one of these outdoor visits, and she's looking at the, um, you know, both of our pictures on the back of the book, and she says, what are you doing on the back of my book? I'm like, girl, you wouldn't even have a book if it wasn't for me. So, <laughs> so, so she was excited about that, you know, that book. But people are waiting for me to do a book about the Lego and caregiver and dementia, and I haven't done that yet, and I'm not, I don't know, I'm not sure if that's in the future or not, but um, at least I do a lot of presentations about it. <laughs> so how, so getting back on the Legos, so then how, how yeah. what have you, what is, how did you connect Legos with dementia? What have, how have you learned about that? What's the Woo! connection? Well, you know, for us, it was, it had been in our entire life. My mother gave me my first set of Lego when I was about five, hmm. and I'm the talkative one in the family. My mother was very quiet, but whenever you got the Lego bricks out, she would talk about what she was honestly thinking and feeling. And we did that for my entire life. So when the doctor says in 2006, you have dementia, my mother just looked terrified. And so when we got in the car, I kept trying to get her to talk about how she was feeling. I don't know. So I gave her this little bag of Lego bricks that um, I always kept in the car and had this little lap desk thing. And while I was driving, I asked her to build what she was feeling. And she took a little Lego person and snapped the head off it and held it up and said, I feel like in a few years I'm going to lose my head. Mm. 
And I put that on social media and people went crazy. Like what a profound way to explain how she was feeling. And so we had done, you know, all kinds of little, you know, Lego sessions building, you know, like our favorite holiday and things we used to do. And of course, you know, when they get to the later stages of dementia, they always want to go home. So uh, she built this little Lego house uh, in 2014 or so that I keep and the doors and windows open. And so it was just a big thing for us. And so my mother had taught us when you find something that works, you don't keep it to yourself. You share it with other people. So I started calling some adult daycare places and started doing Lego um, with them. And it was just a big hit. And it just kind of went on from there. I never thought about using it with caregivers until COVID. I, in every presentation, I always gave out my cell phone number. And people are like, you crazy for giving out your number. <laughs> and then when COVID hit and all the adult daycare programs were shut down, people would call me, Loretta, what am I supposed to do with mama all day with daddy or whoever? So get, send me some Legos. And it just, it just took off. So I started doing Zoom. I did about 60 during COVID where caregivers and whoever support group would get online and I would either mail them the Legos or they would borrow some or use their kids or whatever. And I would have them build joy and hope. I started having them build their superpowers and all kinds of stuff. And it, it is, it's, it's just amazing. So it just took, I know I never, it wasn't that I was ignoring the caregiver piece, but it was so successful having folks with dementia uncover memories like people who hadn't talked for a long time, you know, they would build stuff and then tell you what it was. And then people are like, oh, she's talking. She hasn't talked since, you know, whatever. So it just unlocked a lot of doors and unlocked a lot of memories. And it just accidentally happened that I got the caregivers involved later. So on social media, I started calling 2021 the year of the caregiver. And so I dedicate, I ended up quitting my job in 2021 because all these people were calling <laughs> I didn't have time to work, and so I started doing this full-time, and it's just been, I mean, that's how I ended up being one of Robin Roberts' selectees. They focused a lot on the Lego thing because I had touched so many people out there. I mean, families are amazed when their relative starts talking again, or there was this one family at Sunrise Senior Living, and they were building a cruise ship together. They had gone on a cruise 15 years ago, and it really did look like a cruise ship. Wow. And so while they're building it, the aunt says to her niece, you know, they, she was talking about the uh, midnight buffet and line dancing. And the niece was like, Auntie, you still remember that cruise? And she was like, Of course I remember. She was like, Well, you never talk about it. And the aunt said, You never asked me. <laughs> so people just really get amazed by, you know, their favorite Christmas in 1929, stuff that you don't know nothing about, where, you know, you might not have even been born or you might not have known that side of your grandmother's family. And yet here you are looking at this Lego thing and having them explain what it meant to them. And, and you're just amazed by it. So I try to record, I have a little GoPro camera and I try to record what all the people are saying, especially if their relatives aren't there so that they can hear the story later. And sometimes if they can't think of the story or what it means, it doesn't matter. We just call it Lego art and move on. So we just have fun. It's just all about the joy, which was, I think, the title of this session. So wow. It's just about having a good time. Yeah, be, I think it might be really interesting to see to see that on a podcast or on on a Zoom call or something like that, where you can have to hear these stories. I'm always, I'm always it's really amazing. Yeah, I'm always interested in hearing people's stories because that, this is so much 
depth to every person's life. People don't realize you know, all the stories that people carry around in the, in the back of their minds and their, and their history and That's things true. like that. And then you'd be amazed. It's in the most, you know, somebody on the subway can have the most interesting story, you know, just being being an everyday person. Yes, it is. It is really. I, I used to sometimes during, you know, the height of COVID, I would do one Lego session in the morning with, you know, caregivers from Johns Hopkins. Hopkins is my largest partner. And then I would do the Alzheimer's Association, Maryland chapter or Nebraska or wherever. And um, it can be so emotional sometimes that I'm like, okay, I can only do one a day. Because my whole job as the facilitator is called Lego Serious Play. And it is really a thing. And it's built on four principles. I, as the facilitator, give them a task. So if you, you hire me and you say, well, I, we're just so down right now. I want you to help them build resilience. I'm going to say, okay. So I, I make up some questions. We usually do like three rounds or so. And so I, everybody is given the task. Everybody builds to that task, their response to it. Then everybody shares the story. And so everybody's listening. If it's on Zoom, they're looking at the screen. And so it's, it's an interesting Zoom meeting because you're looking at the figure. So if you can only see half my head, that's fine because you're only really supposed to be looking at the Lego thing. So you're asking people to do things they've never done, to listen with their eyes and to think with their hands. It is spectacular. And so they only get a few minutes to build. You know, you don't have time to, oh, I like this piece. Well, then I like this. You get three minutes to build something and then you hold it up and share it. And people are like, wow. And it's all about metaphor. If you tell us this is a, you know, elephant, we just gonna say okay and clap for you, <laughs> and that's it. And then there's a reflection part, and that's where a lot of the emotion comes out because, you know, when I tell people build your superpower, they're like, I ain't got no superpower. Yes, you do. Build it right now. There you go. She said build a superpower. So they're like, this is me on top of this mountain, and I'm conquering the caregiver challenges, and you're just sitting there trying not to cry, especially if their whole family's there. Um, where, you know, when they first get on, well, my name is Tammy, and uh, Hopkins said I should come to this thing about some Legos, and I don't know what we're doing, but I'm just here. And then they go from that to the end, well, my superpower is overcoming, and next week, my sister, we're going to make a schedule for how we're going to take care of Mama, and this is us in the kitchen cooking together. That's how it is. Uh, Sometimes I'm just sitting there trying not to cry. Because people, somebody at the Veterans Administration said a few weeks, right before Christmas, I did a thing for them. And this, and sometimes you, I think it's me that, did that person just transform on the screen in front of us? And then the woman that hired me told her chief, we did this thing today with the caregiver support group. And I watched these people just come alive on the screen, you know, where, you know, most support group meetings, we just sit there and we talk. But that Lego thing, it was something. And so now I'm doing another thing for them in a couple of weeks. So I think some people come into it like, oh, that sounds like fun, Lego. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good idea. But then when you get into it, it's like, wow, this thing is crazy good. <laughs> and so it's just really a lot of fun. So the reflection part, they get to ask questions of each other. If it's about the model and they, you know, maybe learn strategies about what to do. So, for example, this woman shared, you know, it's a very safe space. So she shared she was mean to her husband, and she knew she was mean because he was keeping her up all night wandering around the house, and she wasn't getting any sleep. So I suggest, well, take your Lego kit, and when he's wandering around, you just sit and build something till he wears himself out and is ready to go back to bed. And she said, oh, and she said, I just need more patience. I said, well, build patience. 
A few weeks later, she sends me a picture, say, hey, Loretta, I just want to thank you. Here's my, I look, I built patience, just like you said. I didn't yell at my husband one time last night. He just walked around, 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 and then about an hour later, walking in circles, then we got back into bed. And she said, I was so proud of myself. But, you know, I never thought she would really do it, but she was so proud of the patience. And I told her, just keep building and keep inspiring yourself, because we know every day is different. But that's the beauty of Lego. You just, you know, break it apart and build something else. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's really the, you know, the beauty of it. Because when I was, you know, when COVID first started and people were so frustrated, I said, build what steals your joy. And wow. people were building stuff. And most of it had to do with, I can't go to the gym. The, you know, I haven't gained weight because, you know, the gym is closed and I can't go, you know, it's cold. I can't go outside with mama and all this stuff. And then I, I had them break it apart. And then I have them build now what brings you joy. I'm trying to make that shift in their mind. And one time when I asked people to do that, this woman literally dropped hers on the floor and it broke into a zillion Lego pieces. And then she put her camera down so everybody could see and all the pieces were on the floor. And she said, finally, something that really reflects how we all feeling broken in a million pieces during COVID. And the whole, the whole screen just, for, I just sat there. I just let that sink in for a few minutes. I just left the pieces there. And then eventually she picked some of them up and we moved on. But it, it is a powerful, and she said she felt like she just let a lot of stuff go when she threw it on the ground. Mm. And it was, it was amazing. So Loretta, that's how it works. Loretta, that, was a, that was a powerful story. There's something so therapeutic about, I think, doing something with your hands. You know, yes. you know I like to work yes. with my hands a lot. I was a mechanic in the military. Um, I did mm-hmm. that, so you know, because I wanted to, I wanted to learn about something that I'm going to spend a lot of my time around by, or behind. It was a vehicle. Most people are going to be around yeah. behind a vehicle, so I need to learn how to fix it if it breaks down. That's how I felt about it. Same thing with computers. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know something about a computer. You're going to be on it, you know, most of your, most of your time. So learn something about the computer. You know, I like working yeah. with, like wood and building stuff and everything. Construction, construction. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something so therapeutic about building stuff in Legos. I mean, you know, it makes me now it makes give me you gave me some thoughts, some ideas of what I need to do. Yeah, oh, that's awesome! And it really, I, people are very surprised by it. And I think, you know, sometimes it helps us disconnect. I'll tell you one other thing about uh, yeah, a woman that had dementia. Well, we can't go. We okay, can't, we got it. We're out of time, so we can't go to another story. Okay, well, that's all right. But I'll do it next time. The writer would send you via email. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And Keisha Ella Jackson, U.S. Air Force veteran and family caregiver, appreciate you for bringing us a wonderful panelist. Thanks, Sean. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.